0: Welcome to the South Coast Christian Podcast. I'm Pastor Tom Westerfield. On behalf of myself and our entire staff, we want to thank you for listening, and we hope this message uplifts and encourages you this week. Welcome to South Coast Christian. How many are glad to be here today? Amen. Come on. And if you're a guest with us today, I want to say welcome and thank you for being a part. Uh, We're a church that believes in loving God and loving others. And we ha- our vision statement for this church is creating an environment to see what God can do through you. We believe that if you create an environment of faith and of hope and of love, that God will do some amazing things in and through your life. So we ask that you just hang out with us for a while, see what God will do in your life, and I, I believe God will do the miraculous. Um, once again, I want to say a big thank you to Ben and Sherry and Jonathan and Katie ...for sharing their testimony of hope today. It's going to go along with my message. I don't have a long message today, but I have a powerful message. And I believe that God's going to touch the lives and hearts of people. If you're here today and you're thinking, man, I need a message of hope... ...guess what? I believe God can meet you here today with that hope. And um, I'm going to do something a little different. I just feel impressed. It just kind of hit me as I was getting ready this morning... uh, ...before I stepped up on the platform. I want to pray for this message, for our day today. And I want you to pray with me. Can you do that? And I want you to pray from your heart what you are wanting to receive today. Because sometimes your pastor gets up here, and I've been praying, I've been hoping, and I've been believing for you. But I want you to initiate the faith in your own heart that, God, I want to receive something today that's going to be life-changing. So I'm going to pray. I want you to pray with me. And, man, Pastor... I've never been in a church like this. Well, we're a little different, and that's okay. We're a church that believes that God can do the miraculous. Amen? Amen. So pray with me today. And remember, pray from your heart what you want God to do in your life today. Lord Jesus, we thank you for the opportunity, Lord God, to gather together and to worship you. I pray for today's experience. As your word is preached, that, Lord, you will touch our hearts and our minds. And I pray for whatever prayers that are being prayed right now, God, that the power of your Holy Spirit would meet people. If there is a prayer for hope, that, Lord God, you would bring hope into someone's life. If there's a prayer for joy, God, that you would bring joy into their life, Lord God. If there's a prayer for provision, whatever it might be, Lord, I pray today you would meet people right where they're at. I ask it in Jesus' name. And everyone said? We all need the assurance of hope in our life. Hope is what propels us forward into the future. It gives us direction. Staying in the feeling of hopelessness will rob you of any future. Because you're allowing fear, and I want you to catch this, you're allowing fear to guide your life instead of allowing faith to guide your life. If you've been hanging around me for any period of time as I've been sharing the the good news of Jesus Christ, you will know that fear is bad and faith is good. That we need to walk out in faith and we do not need to walk in fear. Doesn't mean that life is not difficult at times. We've all had difficulties. We all have all all of a sudden things that come our way and troubles that all of a sudden, man, it's just such a challenging thing. And sometimes it can bring discouragement into our lives. I'm not saying that we deny difficult times. I'm not saying that we deny that we can be discouraged. But what I am saying is this. That during those difficult times, if we understand where the source of hope comes from, God can reverse the situation and he can turn those things that the enemy meant for evil and he can turn them around for good in your life if you have faith to step out to believe. I believe that with my whole heart. The Apostle Paul writes these words in Romans chapter 15, verse 13. It's really the scripture that's kind of the source of this uh, a series, this five-week series, Stories of Hope. He writes... I pray that God, the source of hope, will fill you completely with joy and peace because you trust in him. Then you will overflow with confident hope through the power of his Holy Spirit. Hope comes from trusting in God, not trusting in your circumstances. Hope comes from trusting in God. Trusting in your troubles will only bring greater fear and will bring greater discouragement into your life. God wants our faith in him. Catch this thought. I'm throwing out an idea here. God wants our faith in him to be bigger than our circumstances. He wants our faith in him, the Almighty One, the creator of the heaven and earth, the one that sent Jesus from heaven down to earth to die on the cross for our sins, to resurrect him up on the third day. He wants our faith in him. To be greater than our circumstances. You see, what happens in life so many times, we allow the circumstances or the troubles of life, all of a sudden our fear grabs a hold of that, and we forget about our faith in God. God wants us to walk into a realm of faith where all of a sudden our faith in Him is greater than any circumstance that we might face. We're not, we're not denying troubles, we're not denying the circumstances, we're just saying that, you know what, God is bigger. And he's going to bring me through. Because when you start doing that, when you start having faith in God, when you start believing that God can do the impossible, when you start believing that God can bring you joy in difficult times, all of a sudden you st- the world begins to change. You're no longer guided by the troubles of life, but you're guided by your hope in Jesus Christ. Hope comes from Jesus. Paul found tremendous joy and peace because his hope was in God. And not in his circumstances. I want to read a passage of scripture to you today. It will be our text for today. It's found in Philippians chapter 1. Paul was writing this, this letter to the church in Philippi. It was to, the, to the, Christian, uh, the Philippine Christians. And he was writing this letter probably from Rome while he was in prison. Why was, why was Paul in prison? It wasn't because he was breaking some type of civil laws. He was in prison because he was preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ. The Roman Empire was taking a harder and harder stance against those who preached the good news of Jesus. Therefore, Paul finds himself in prison, writing this letter to the church in Philippi. And and I want you to to listen to this letter. This is a letter. It'd be like us going onto Twitter or onto Facebook, or maybe we texting somebody back at our home church. Hey, I want to just—you've heard about some news, and I just want to share before before you start worrying. Let me share about what's actually happening in my life. This is what Paul is doing to this church in Philippi that he planted, that he started, he's writing this letter to them. Listen to the words, uh, Philippians 1, starting in verse 12 uh, through verse 14. And I want you to know, my dear brothers and sisters, that everything that has happened to me here has helped spread the good news. For everyone here, including the whole palace guard, knows that I am in chains because of Christ. And because of my imprisonment, Most of the believers here have gained confidence and boldly speak God's message without fear. The words that the Apostle Paul penned to the Philippian church were words of hope. It was to bring encouragement to the body of Christ. There are three powerful insights that I want to share with you today from this scripture. The first is this. Don't let appearances fool you. Don't let appearances fool you. Most scholars believe that the Apostle Paul wrote this letter to the Philippians while he was in prison in Rome, or maybe under house arrest. Either way, we know that he was in chains because the Scripture talks about it, and we know that he was under arrest because that's what the Scripture tells. It doesn't say if he was in prison or if he was in house arrest, but most scholars actually kind of believe that he was under house arrest. You would think Paul's letter would have been a letter of sorrow or woe is me type of letter. Hey, man, continue to pray for me, man. It's been so difficult, man. The struggle's hard, man. You got to really just pray for me that God will deliver me. Instead, Paul is writing a letter of encouragement to the church in Philippi. Basically, he's stating these words. Hey, don't feel sorry for me. I know that it appears that my situation might look bad. I know from the outside, man, it doesn't look good. I, I understand that. But everything that has happened to me has helped me to promote the good news of Jesus Christ. That's what he's sharing in this letter. In verse 13, Paul refers to the palace guard. And the Greek word that is used there to refer to the palace guard, he refers to the, it refers to the official's residents of the governor and his officials guards it's why most people believe that this was happening in rome it, it looks like paul is not in a normal type of prison situation it seems like he's more under a house arrest situation and remember that the apostle paul is a roman citizen Roman citizens were treated differently than, than people that were not Roman citizens. He had more rights than most people would have. So under his Roman citizenship, it could be very likely that he wasn't in a regular prison, but he was m- more under house arrest. And he was, his trial was going on and on. Back in those days, they didn't have prisons that they would house criminals in for a long period of time. Because really, a prison was really to hold them for execution. So it wasn't like they had these large prisons full of prisoners. So the Apostle Paul was probably in some type of situation where he's under house arrest. Most likely, Paul is chained to a guard, and that guard would be rotated after so many hours. The palace guard or the imperial guard was a large group of guards. They, They served the personal bodyguards and intelligent agents for the emperor and the dignitaries. They were used to enforce Roman law that was initiated by the Senate or the emperor. It'd be like what I, I would compare it to be like the, like the Capitol Police in Washington, D.C. The Capitol Police are used to provide security for dignitaries that come in. They're used to, they're used to actually uh, uh, keep order within Washington, D.C. That's what this Capitol Guard was like. They were used to enforce the law there. Paul, in his letter to the Philippians, wrote that Everyone around the palace, the entire, entire palace guard knew that he was in chains because of Christ. Everyone that he was, get, I want you to get the understanding. He's around, he probably has a chain either on his leg or on his arm. I think it would be on his chain so that he wouldn't escape. Everybody knew that he was under arrest. Not for some criminal activity of murder or stealing, or, but it was because he was preaching the good news of Jesus Christ. Think about it. Paul has complete access to the entire palace guard. He has access to the dignitaries that are walking around. God had put him in such a place where his faith could be seen, where his faith could be watched. Which brings me to my second thought for today. Difficulties can highlight your faith. Difficulties, troubles, can highlight your faith. Most of us try to avoid difficulties. I do. I don't know about you, since I, maybe when I was a kid I looked for trouble, but man, I just don't look for trouble anymore, you know what I'm saying? I try to avoid trouble, I try to avoid difficulties. But sometimes God allows the difficulties in our life to be opportunity for our faith to be highlighted, for our faith to be seen. We aren't looking out for trouble, but as followers of Jesus, we should recognize that difficulties are an opportunity for our faith to be tested. It's like Paul had a spotlight on him each and every day as he was walking around the palace area, as he was chained to this guard, there was a spotlight on the Apostle Paul and his faith because everyone knew that he was under arrest because of him preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ. Consider that one palace guard that woke up that morning and all of a sudden he sees on his schedule, oh man, I'm assigned to be chained to the Apostle Paul. So he goes in that day for work, and he gets chained to the Apostle Paul. The reason he's chained there is because the Apostle Paul, they're trying to keep him from escaping. I don't know if Paul's really trying to escape, but they don't want him to escape, so they chain him to the Apostle Paul. It's kind of like a double-edged sword here, if you really think about it, because not only is the guard keeping the Apostle Paul from leaving, but the Apostle Paul is keeping the guard right there in in his faith. That guard, for the entire day, would have to experience the the man that's really the the apostle of faith, Paul. He would experience everything that was taking place with Paul that day. And I was thinking about this. Man, if you're chained to a man of faith, to a man that had had gone through tribulations, that had been stoned uh, almost to death, that had been beaten to a pulp at different times because of him sharing you, there had to be something that was rubbing off. It was like God set Paul up so that his faith could be highlighted, so that people could see his faith front and center. And Paul had to step up and let his faith be seen in the midst of troubles and in the midst of difficulties. Paul didn't know if he'd be set free or if he'd be condemned to die, yet nothing was going to keep Paul's faith from being seen. It reminds me of the Sermon on the Mount when Jesus shares these powerful words where he says, let your light shine before others, that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. No matter how difficult the circumstances, we must allow our faith to be seen. No matter how difficult the troubles, we must allow our faith to be seen. In fact, it's in those difficult times that our faith, all of a sudden, in, in those difficulties that our faith is in the spotlight. We're in football season right now, and uh, yeah, come on, go ahead, shout out your football team right now. Shout out your football team. Who are they? What were they? Seahawks and what else? Saints, Forty Nine er fans. Any Forty Nine er fans? Any L A Ram fans? Okay, what? Oh, but we don't have any. Sorry about that, Keith. L A one or L A Ram fan? Philadelphia fans? No? Okay. Browns Brown fans? Brown fans. Yeah, they're actually been doing pretty decent. They're doing good. They're stepping up. So we're in the middle of football season. And I was thinking about this. You know, um, you can probably think about your team or you can think about maybe some great running back that you actually got to see all of a sudden this great run that they made. And we all get excited when we see someone break away for a 75-yard run. But the, the, the runs that are highlighted on ESPN or on the NFL channel or on YouTube that gets the most hits. They're the runs that just didn't break away for a 75, 80, 85-yard touchdown. They're the runs that had to face adversity. They're the ones that all of a sudden it looked like they were going to get tackled. All of a sudden, they looked like it was hopeless. All of a sudden, "Man, man, there, there's no way that they're gonna be able to break free from that tackle. And all of a sudden, they do a spin, or they they just, with the sheer determination and willpower, they break free, and all of a sudden, they break another tackle, they break another tackle, they break another tackle, and they're running for a touchdown, and those are the ones that get highlighted. They're played over and over during the week. They're the ones on the YouTube that you get all the time because they had to face adversity. Because, see, that run, it wasn't just a free run of 75, 80 yards. It was a run that saw obstacles. It was a run that had adversity, and they had to fight through it. Guess what? I believe that God allows certain things in our life, circumstances, difficulties, troubles, because he wants people to see how great your faith in him is. He wants you to step up. He doesn't want you to feel like, man, it's an easy 80-yard run, and we're setting free. No, 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 all of a sudden you have to face something, and you're all going to face something at some point in your life. And in those times when you have to face troubles and difficulties don't you want to have the hope of jesus in your life don't you want to be able to grab a hold of that hope that you're going to go you know what no matter what the troubles are i'm going to keep pressing through i'm going to break that tackle i'm going to be on that highlight reel of faith kind of like in hebrews the hall of faith i want to be a part of that hall of faith where my faith rised up to the occasion of whatever difficulties you might be facing. Paul writes in Romans chapter 5, verses 3 through 5, he says, we can rejoice, too, when we run into problems and trials. For we know that they help us develop endurance. And endurance develops strength of character. And character strengthens our confident hope in salvation. And this hope will not lead to disappointment. Paul says rejoice in adversity because adversity helps our faith to grow. It makes your faith stronger. As our faith grows, our choices change. Catch this thought. As our faith grows, our choices change. We no longer have to look at our past and all of its failures. Instead, all of a sudden, we can look into the future and the opportunities that God gives us. Because our faith is growing to a place that we don't have to look at the past failures, but we can look at the future opportunities of our life. That's hope. That's the hope of Christ. It's choosing to keep your focus on God and your trust in Him. There's a boomerang effect when your faith rises to adversity. There's a boomerang effect. Because the adversity or troubles or difficulties... I believe so many times the enemy tries to use those things to, to, to crush us, to bring us down. To, he tells us lies. He tries to do all these things. And it tries to, you know, to, to, to push us down, to keep us in our box. But when your faith rises up to adversity... When it rises up to that place where you say, no, 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 that's not going to happen. My faith is rising up. What happens is a boomerang effect. Instead of pushing you down, by faith you are risen up. All of a sudden, your faith starts to grow. It starts to become more powerful. And those that are around you all of a sudden see that faith in you, and it gives them hope. It gives them faith that whatever... Man, when you hear the stories of the Kaufmans, man, it's just like, okay... Man, if Ben and Sherry can have the faith to believe the diff- through the difficulties that God's going to continue to use them, then man, sign me up. Sign me up because I, I want to have that same faith that they be. Man, if Jonathan, Katie, their children are having to face the adversity that they have faced on this earth today and they can still smile and Katie walks through these doors and she gives you high fives, she's asking how you're doing today. If they can face the adversity of today, Guess what? I can too. It builds your faith. It encourages you. There's a boomerang effect to it, which brings me to my last last thought. Hope will inspire others. Hope inspires others. Remember, the Apostle Paul wasn't in prison because of some horrible crime that he committed. He was in prison because of his beliefs in Jesus. When you see someone step up for their beliefs who is willing to be persecuted for their beliefs, who is willing to go into prison for their beliefs, it inspires you. What we're seeing today right now in Hong Kong and the people that are stepping up for freedom, they believe that they have the right to have freedom, and they're stepping up. It is inspiring other people. It's inspiring other countries to stand with Hong Kong and say, hey, you know what? They want freedom. I'm standing with them. They're fighting for for what they believe. You see, as Christians, we need to fight for what we believe. We need to to go, it shouldn't just be something that we just play. Man, it's it's life and death, but in a good way. In a way that, man, I can make a difference. No matter what kind of troubles I might be in, guess what? I don't have to remain in those troubles. I can rise above it in faith, and God has a spotlight on my hope, on my testimony because of my faith in Jesus Christ. Is this making sense to everybody, anybody? Okay, I just want to make sure you're out there so quiet today. You see, Paul's imprisonment didn't bring greater fear into people's lives. Instead, people viewed his hope in Christ. And when they saw his hope in Christ, it brought greater faith into their life. If you read that last verse of the text that I was sharing about in Philippians chapter 1, verse 14, you will see that Paul shares. He said, man, there's other believers now. That they're they are sharing their faith more boldly than ever before because what they are seeing in me as I'm walking through this this trial, as I'm walking through this difficulty. He's being a living example of God's power. It's what happens when we step out in faith. God all of a sudden puts a spotlight when you see troubles. See, I want us to think differently. I want us to think differently. I'm 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 trying to get there. I'm trying to say it in a different different ways to just I want us to think differently. I want us to think when troubles hit our, hit our ways, this Christmas time, you're going to have some kind of trouble. You got relatives coming over, come on, let's be real. You're going to have trouble. You're going to have difficulty. Any time you get your relatives come over, it's just going to be times of, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's not that you don't love them. You just know. There's history. Any time there's that much history, there's going to be trouble. But what happens if God allows trouble or difficulty to come into our life, that all of a sudden our faith would rise up to meet it. And all of a sudden we'd start thinking and realizing that this trouble is an opportunity for God to be highlighted in my life. It's an opportunity for his hope in my life to be seen more visible than any any time before. Because when people watch other people going through troubles and difficulties, and when they see that a person is walking through it in faith, guess what? Man, it's like a big spotlight on their life. And God wants to put a spotlight on your life at times. Because he wants you to be a witness to those who need Jesus. There's people out there in our world that needs hope. And we need to be a living example of that hope in Christ. When I read about Paul's boldness, it naturally kind of inspires me, man, Tom, I think you can get a little bit more bold. I mean, being chained to a palace guard, sharing his faith for what he's eventually is going to be executed for, beheaded. But yet Paul was continually be able to share his hope and his faith and his love in Jesus Christ. It gave me this thing, man, I could have greater faith. I could step out in greater faith than ever before. If Paul can do it, I can do it. How many were here a couple weeks ago when we have when we had the missionary? Her name was Anne, and she shared her testimony. Yeah. Some of you guys left really emotional that day. Why? Because her testimony was so powerful that she went, her and her husband went into a Muslim world and shared the good news of Jesus Christ. They basically laid everything out there for God to use them. And many of you, if you were like me sitting in the pew and I was listening to her testimony, I was thinking, man, could I do that? Do I have the faith to do that? And I don't know that I do. And I don't know, maybe maybe God's not calling you to do that. But the thing that I left with that day, besides just being emotional by her testimony, the thing that I grabbed a hold of that day was this. It was hope. She encouraged me because of her faith to step out. She was an introvert, sent into a different country in a different language with her children and her husband, and she's taken the mantle. She stepped, her faith has risen to those circumstances, to those troubles, to those difficulties. Her faith is matching it, and God has a highlight, basically a spotlight on her life. I believe that God can do the same for each and every one of us. I think all of us left inspired that two weeks ago, but I just want to remind you that you can inspire others. As troubles and difficulties come your way, think about them as opportunities for your faith to grow. Think about them as opportunities where you can instill hope into the lives of other people. That's what this is all about. This thing about serving Christ, is about sharing the good news of who Jesus is. That people don't have to remain in their circumstances. They don't have to remain in their sin. They don't have to remain in their hopelessness. But man, we serve a Savior who can give them hope. Amen? Amen. Lord Jesus, we thank you for your word today. I thank you, God, that we serve a God who can do the miraculous. That there is nothing that is impossible for you, God. That, Lord God, all things are possible. That, Lord God, when there's times in our lives where it seems like it could be a hopeless situation, maybe we lost our job, maybe we've just gone through a divorce, maybe a child is sick, maybe there's been a death in the family, whatever it might be, Lord God, I pray today that you would instill hope into our lives. That, Lord God, that we will not remain in a situation where we, we feel like, man, the troubles are just overcoming, but God, there'll be something in our lives, there'll be faith that would rise up inside of us. In such a powerful way that you could use our troubles to be a spotlight for your glory lord i thank you for what you're doing in the hearts and lives of people today with heads bowed eyes closed for just another second here as we walk into christmas this december first or second whatever today is we have the opportunity to share hope to people in this world. And if you're here today, and there's no, man, there's no shame in the game right now. And, and you say, Pastor Tom, I just need extra prayer right now. The difficulties have seemed to overwhelm me at times. The struggle has been more, sometimes I, I think, I don't even know if I can bear it. And I just need hope. And I want to just pray with you today and agree in Jesus' name that God, by the power of His Holy Spirit, will give you the strength to to be able to go, yeah, I can see the opportunity. I don't have to think about the failures, but I can see what God is doing and how that opportunity is going to be something great. If you need prayer today in that area, just raise your hand real high. Raise your hand real high. Hallelujah, Jesus, praise Jesus. Keep your hands raised, we're going to pray. Lord Jesus, you see every hand that's raised. And God, I don't know the situations, but you do. And I pray right now that you would instill faith in each and every person. I pray that your word today would penetrate their heart and their mind. And Lord God, that great faith would arise within them. That their circumstances would no longer control them. Their troubles would no longer be their focus. That God, all of a sudden, everything would clear away. And all of a sudden, they would see your light, Lord God. Your goodness, Lord God. Your opportunity in their life, Lord God. I pray that faith would arise today in a greater way than ever before, Lord God. Where circumstances and difficulties, Lord God, would start, Lord God, just parting on the side. And Lord God, they would just see you more and more clearly, Lord God, than ever before. Let the troubles that they might be facing right now today, God, be a highlight, a spotlight on their faith so that, Lord God, other people can see hope, Lord God, that you would receive glory even through the troubles, Lord God. I pray over each situation that, Lord God, what that trouble might have been sent, Lord God, where the enemy might mend it for evil. God, I pray today that as they continue to walk out in faith, that you will turn it around for your glory. In Jesus' name, and everyone said, amen. God good? All the time, he is good. Thanks for listening to the South Coast Christian Podcast. We appreciate those who give on a regular basis to South Coast, because through your giving, we are able to provide these resources. For more information about South Coast, including service times and ways to give, please visit southcoastchristian.com. And if you haven't already, please subscribe to this podcast. Thanks again, and may this week be filled with new opportunities where you can receive and share God's love.